You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number two. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Today, I want to talk to you about going from the wastelands of want to the promised land of desire. I want to talk to you a little bit about goals. And we've all heard it said that motivation is the key to success, and I believe this is true, but I'm also learning that motivation must be integrated to the very meaning of our existence or the well-being of others to really derive commitment to reach that goal. So we all know that Christ came down from heaven to earth to save us from ourselves. He had a mission. And what motivation and love and depth of body and soul to save us? He is fully human and fully divine, and leaning into his humanity, we too can choose a compelling reason to be our motivation. We too can choose to go on a dangerous adventure of mission. I'd like to offer you that you don't have to feel guilty if your compelling reason and motivation to spiritually fast is not totally about God. We all have to start somewhere. If we begin with earthly motivation, a weight goal, and a spiritual goal for our family, I can guarantee you that you're going to get there. As your relationship with Jesus deepens through the sacraments and prayer where the Lord uses the material world to meet us, your motivation will change and become all about him in time. So choose a couple really compelling earthly goals and get going now when it comes to spiritual fasting. It's Advent. It's a great time to use this penitential season to wait on the Lord with spiritual fasting. You know, we're all on the trajectory to sainthood, and we have to start somewhere. Saints began as ordinary persons, and the ordinary person is most important to God. God has given us an innate sense to dream big dreams, to reach big heights, and help others. This is especially true when we were young. Children dream easily, and they don't count the cost. We can get that dreaming sense back, even when we're adults. So dreaming and godly mission are best intertwined and can fuel our emotions of commitment and courage to forge ahead and do things that are very difficult. It really is about motivation and a commitment to the goal that enables us to do really hard things. It's also about normalizing failure in order to reach that goal. You will fail many times to get where you want to go, but that is part of winning. Some people refer to normalizing failure as either learning or winning and they just substitute the word learning for failure. So whatever word or concept works for you and keeps you committed, that's what you should keep in your thoughts. Jesus fell many times on the road to Calvary. You will too, if you wanna be a saint, but you've got to get back up again and again and again. It's the same thing with spiritual fasting. Set the goals and realize that you're gonna fall down and you're just gonna get back up again and again and again. It's the only way. I call this the cold river of discomfort. 
If you are serious about casting out demons and a life of blessing others with spiritual fasting, then there will have to be some serious commitment to a couple goals to get you to dip your toes into that river of short-term discomfort. This is the way you get to the promised land of long-term happiness. The first few weeks of spiritual fasting are a bit difficult. It is more like a river of misery because we're so accustomed to quick dopamine hits and lots of pleasure during the day with food and drink, but it can be done. And that river is a glorious place to cross in the end. Once you learn how to traverse it correctly with Jesus by your side, it really is pure delight. So first of all, you will need to want to want to do it. Delaying sugar, flour, and alcohol until Sundays is not going to be the easiest thing you've ever done, but it is totally possible over time with the help of God's grace, and it does get easier. If you want to learn to delay and pray instead of overeating and overdrinking every time you have an urge due to a feeling or habit, then it will happen. You can learn to delay and pray. This is the first step. You will have to want to want it to happen. You will have to believe it harder than you work it. You will have to lean into the reality of miracles because there is one out there for you. Again, my favorite scripture is from Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And this is possible for you. You can't do it alone. You must invite God into it. Hence the delay. You will have to sink your teeth and your mind into the possibility of reaching the goal and then search harder than you have ever searched before to find all the evidence of success. This is before you reach it. You can even imagine it. Your brain won't know the difference. Imagine the goals coming true. Practice this every day. The easiest way to do this is to just put yourself and Jesus in a scene on an adventure that is somewhat new. Think of your goal setting with spiritual fasting as a collaboration with Christ, that the two of you are forging a new path that will take you out of the wilderness of dieting that you've been on for a long time and you've been stuck in for most of your life and into the promised land of spiritual fasting. That's where the answers are. That is where true peace is located. The first two questions to entertain to find your goals are these. Number one, what do you seek? And number two, what is your desired result? When I began this heavenly adventure so long ago, my goals were to lose weight while blessing others. So I chose a weight goal and a spiritual purpose goal. Both of these goals were so important to me. I begged the Lord to come into my weight loss and help me to stop dwelling on it and literally wrapping my life around the size of my jeans. That dwelling on just myself with a diet mentality it was literally killing me in so many ways. And I just wanted to eat healthy, find optimal health, and stop over drinking and get closer to God in the process. I wanted to spiritually fast for my family, for my friends and neighbors, for the nation and the world. And so I went about begging the Blessed Mother to show me the way. And sure enough, she brought me out of the wastelands of want and into the desires of my heart, which was eventually the promised land. She brought me from addiction to short-term pleasure to the stability of long-term happiness. And that is the goal long-term happiness, eventually heaven, right? Beatitude, just face-to-face -face with God. That is what we're looking for. We all long to go to heaven, but it's not easy. I'm still working on this, but I can literally see the progress every month and every year with my delay and pray. My question to you is, are you willing to set long-term goals of happiness?
Delaying short-term pleasure for long-term happiness in overeating and overdrinking has such gratification tied to it, especially when you add prayer for others to that mix. It is just a delight to actually succeed in this endeavor. Often the thoughts that I'm thinking are, who can I bless today with my hunger? Who can I help today with my hunger? These thoughts change the whole game and always bring me closer to my goals than ever before. It's because I'm looking outward and not necessarily inward. I once heard someone say that when your goals and dreams are based on how you can improve the lives of others, the whole universe conspires to make them come true. This means that you dream, you believe in your dream, you set the goals necessary to reach the dream, and then you make the plan to step into discomfort to get the dream. Discomfort is the currency for our dreams. If the dream is paired with a mission to help those that you love the most, well then you'll be bounding out of bed each morning to get there. It just takes a bit of planning and a lot of motivation and grace. So what do you seek? What are the desires of your heart? What are the dreams that the Lord has written there? If it is weight loss, then choose a weight goal. What will you weigh this time next year? In nine months? What about six months, three months, one month? Write it down. This is just a measurement of your progress on the spiritual fasting journey. If you do not desire weight loss, what is it that you seek that can be measured? Are you on a strict diet from your doctor due to health concerns? Are you yearning to stop over drinking? Have you been dreaming of consuming just bread and water on Wednesdays and Fridays? What is the bodily or earthly goal that you seek? Write it down because we're going to work on it. Your physical health is important to God. We are body and soul composites. Our bodies and souls cannot be separated until earthly death. We must care for our bodies like the temples of the Holy Spirit that they are. This isn't a wasteland of want. It is the desire you seek, and it's important. So invite God into it. The actual wastelands of want that are not serving you tend to be the extra foods that are sugary, filled with white flour, processed chemicals, and alcohol. These are all the foods that are keeping most of us stuck. Notice I did say extra. All these substances are neutral, and most of us can have them in small amounts every once in a while, depending on your tolerance. This is why we delay them until Saturday nights and Sundays. Again, this isn't true for everyone, but for most of us, our overeating is keeping us stuck. The concentrated substances of sugar, flour, and alcohol can lead to over-desire, over-hunger, and overeating. So learning to delay them until Sundays is a game changer in learning to spiritually fast. What substance needs to be delayed in your life? If you have one, then do that. Delay it. The second goal is the prey in the delay and prey model. So the first goal was a weight loss goal. The second goal is a spiritual goal. Who or what are you praying for? This is the spiritual goal. This one is more important than the weight goal even. This one will keep you on track no matter what. This is the why that makes you cry because you want it so badly that you will delay sugar, flour, and alcohol to make it happen. Remember what St. Chrysologist said, prayer knocks on the door, fasting obtains, and mercy receives. So if you pray and fast for something with your whole heart and mind and body, the Lord will grant it for you if it is in his will, or he'll give you something even better. So many miracles have happened to me and my clients. Believe and fast for it, and it will happen. 
When my mom was dying in the retirement home all alone during that COVID lockdown years ago, I had no recourse but to fast for her. I fasted to be by her side within the facility to care for her like I had done for years before the lockdown started. I'm sad that it took that extreme event to push me to learn to spiritually fast, but with the grace of God and all I had learned through coaching, I did it. In just a matter of weeks, my family was granted access into her apartment where we cared for her around the clock as she peacefully passed away. There have been so many other miracles, and I am so grateful to God for this particular miracle and the beginning of my life of spiritual fasting. So what is the miracle that you are looking for? Write it down and keep it in your mind and heart as you learn to fast. Nothing is too big or small for God. I have fasted children back to mass, I have fasted for a new home, financial breakthroughs, a holier attitude, family harmony, sibling forgiveness, and so much more. It all comes true when we fast and pray. You must believe and then do the hard work of dipping those toes into the river of discomfort to get over to that promised land. After choosing the two goals, the weight goal and the spiritual goal, then consider why you are choosing them. What will it cost you if you don't commit today and follow through with these goals? It's good to consider the pain that you're actually experiencing right now with these unrealized goals and write that down too. You want to remember, you want to write it down because you think you're going to remember if you don't, but you won't write it down so that you can come back to it over and over and over again and have it be part of your motivation. In learning to want to want to stop overeating and over drinking, you must get your own attention. Our Lord has probably been trying to get your attention for years. I know he was with me. Here's something to ponder. What are you overeating and over drinking to escape from? I call these buffer buttons. Buffer buttons are just emotions that are either positive or negative that have you ditching the goals in an instant to give into some type of short-term pleasure, usually out of habit or a thought, or just to flatten the emotion a little bit that you don't wanna feel. It's so easy to just press the buffer button almost unconsciously and not delay and pray when you get an urge to veer off the path of delay. It will happen in the beginning. The key is to get back on the path over and over and over again until you're able to delay and pray, till you're able to feel the urge and just let it pass right through you. So all you need to do is ask yourself, why do I choose to have a life where the escape button, the buffer button is actually better than my actual life? So why is the food and the alcohol actually better than just living a life of not overeating and not over drinking? You can end the escape today and choose life. Choose your life, your amazing life by setting these goals and committing to them. If you can commit and keep these two goals in mind, you will be able to delay and pray yourself right into spiritual fasting with God's grace from the sacraments all year long. When you get the hang of the delay and pray and spiritual fasting, what you find out is that you really desire whole food. You really desire Jesus and of course, blessing others at all times all of which makes you feel so good and moving toward that long-term goal of happiness. It's time to hop on the saint trajectory and set those goals of true desire. It's not hard, but you must want to want to. Maybe this first week of Advent, you can just stop into adoration and have a conversation with the true desire of your heart, Jesus. What goals do you want to collaborate on with him? 
Invite him in. Take the time to talk with him. Build the relationship with him. He is waiting for you as you are waiting for him too. It's Advent and we are an Advent people. We are always on the way, seeking the Lord. This is where the adventure begins. It begins right here today. Choose your goals, write them down, do a little work on the motivation and the commitment needed to follow through with them this Advent. And those who genuinely wait on the Lord will not be disappointed, my friends. He is there right with you. And I'm there too. I'm waiting, I'm delaying, and I'm always praying for you. May God bless you and keep you, and I will talk to you next week.